It's Frank DeCaro and Doria Biddle. We are live in Los Angeles. Joining us now from the TV series Almost Royal is the, the woman who plays Poppy Carlton. Amy Hogarth is here with us. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. We were just talking about that if, if you're wearing leather shoes, it should not rain. It's just not fair. Exactly. That's completely true. It was like London weather yesterday and... I don't know why I wasn't ready for it. My shoes got ruined. <laughs> I'm sorry. But at least you're on a hit show. Yeah, See, that's, yeah. If you're gonna You've got to have crap, one or the other. If your shoes are going to have a crappy day, at least you're on a, you know, yay for TV. It didn't occur to me at the time, but that is, <laughs> that's a better perspective. No, because I always tell people, like, when they lose their job, I said, you know, you could lose your job and not be talented. You know, and it's like, yeah. so it's, it's better it's if you're talented and you're sitting there going, like, what the hell just happened? You know, it's you have to take try and look on the pause. I'm being Pollyanna is really what I'm doing. But I when think. you have wet feet for a whole day, it's really hard to be optimistic about things. It's true. About I mean, anything. Yeah, right. exactly. Well, then you go, then someone has to go, you're on TV and you say, oh, all right, then it's fine. I like, for you... me, I think it's, it's, that was a good thing. Yesterday, you should have been with me. That would have been hard <laughs> to wait for it today. If, if it was like my shoes are wet and I'm on radio, you could bitch and moan at that point, I think. But it's, if you're on TV, then it's, you you're on your own. I don't I'd, think you can say anything. I shouldn't complain about <laughs> anything, should I? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how the tell people a little bit about the premise of of Almost Royal because it's I is do you like when they compare it to Bo when they say it's Borat esque? Oh, I think that's really flattering. Yeah, I think we're lucky to be compared. Um, it kind it is it is like Borat in a way. Um, me and the other guy in it, Ed Gamble, play members of the British royal family, but really rubbish royalty we're really far from the throne every episode they have to change the number for legal reasons so one episode will be 50th or you know 78th or 100 and whatever um and we go all around america kind of exploring american culture and the people that we meet think that we are for real um and our characters are incredibly stupid um <laughs> and really quite stereotypical i think the Americans think from Downton or something, and yeah. Well, that's why I was wondering because in in America we don't have that sort of close observation mm -hmm. of of this this type of person necessarily. The British, the British, the, type. the, the yeah. British aristocracy, and especially you know we know William and Harry, and and we know the the the. Basically, the the people who are closest, the people who are line. above the title, but, those I, people, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But so beyond that, and it, it's funny because I read, uh, like, I love Evelyn Waugh, and and, mm, I, yeah. and, and he's often poking fun uh -huh. of that those sort of incredibly obtuse uh, royals <laughs> who it it's it seems like it's a type in in the UK that you really kind of have a lot of fun with, yeah, and well, we're not really that familiar with him but it's it's a brilliant type i think it, it's a big part of our culture and because they're so high up a lot of a lot of um art is is made about them um more than other social circles so so british people people kind of understand that and i know people like that as well a bit so ed and i are kind of drawing on personal experience a bit but i'm sure we get things wrong a lot um there's uh, Britain's so class conscious and there's so many rules and so many things you say and don't say. So I, I'm sure if any member of the royal family watched our show, they'd think, oh, no, you know, we wouldn't say that, you know, or that's not very accurate. So Americans can't really tell, I guess. No, we're totally we're, down with it. saying we, anything. Yeah. yeah. Had you done much traveling in America before doing this show? Um, 
had actually, I was born here, so I, I lived here till I was four and my parents really made the most of of traveling around America while they were here. And then we'd come back for vacations every year or so. So I had done quite a lot already, um, but we'd gone to places that you would want to go and vacation at. And then when we were on tour, we often visited places that you'd probably avoid. So I got to see quite a varied... Give us a, a sampling of some of the places that you've been as um, part of Almost Royal. Okay, well, the first season each... Each episode was set in a different state or city. So we went to New York, Detroit, L.A., Texas, D.C., other eight places, Nashville. But then this one was more the series, um, each episode's thematic. So explore the episodes on tonight, ones on law and order in America, ones in the, on the future. So we spent we did most of the filming in California and Florida and Louisiana, and they were the only states we did. The one we got to see for the press was yeah. about beauty. Okay, yeah, that's one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Um, that was mainly shot in Louisiana uh, because they had to find I, they had to find a beauty pageant in America that didn't have a, a bikini bit because I refused to <laughs> do that. Uh, so they they found one in in uh, Florida and that's why most of the second season's shot there because we kind of shot it around that one scene <laughs> and then we did go to San Francisco as well for that because um, Ed the other guy in the show was going to be in a, a drag a drag show <laughs> and that yeah but so that was a really fun episode and the baby pageant as well the baby pageant was in um, Florida that was a beautiful baby pageant where um, people people bought their tiny kids and and there was a competition who was the most beautiful and it was it's I've never been to anything like it I found it kind of upsetting because you know you dress your baby up and then they're told that they're not very pretty it was really yeah, <laughs> yeah. if it's any consolation it's a little disturbing for Americans as well we Good. sit looking at it going like <laughs> yeah. oh my god and do, yeah. do the babies look do they look like is it like grown up makeup and stuff or is it just sort of just hi my baby's cute uh, a little bit of grown up makeup, um, but mainly just kind of zany outfits, um, and yeah, just like I lots love of a bows zany baby, and a zany you? baby, yeah. I do. Yeah. But then it was bad because we were the judges, and you feel like we were just trying to be funny. That's always our main goal, and um, so we weren't really, you know, awarding beautiful babies. We were just kind of taking, making fun, and that that was uncomfortable. <laughs> But um, it was great fun. That's what I was going to ask you about. It had you, you and and George, mm -hmm. Georgie, have great chemistry together, and Thanks. you really come off well uh, as siblings. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you get that sort of rapport with somebody? Because you've got to go back and forth pretty quickly. Yeah. Um. Well, Ed, the guy who plays Georgie, he and I actually have been friends. Um. For probably. Uh, like eight years now and he's the reason that I'm even in comedy because he cast me in this comedy show at college that kind of got things moving for me so we've we'd already worked together and we were already friends and then um, part of the process of creating the show is Ed and I write it with a couple of other writers and so we're always in a room practicing jokes together and and we're on the road together all the time and then we're the scenes are really long so you just have a lot of time um I think to if you're friends and you play siblings, that's easier than friends playing pe partners or enemies or something. It, it, it's kind of yeah. already there. Well, that I, I that's I immediately picked up that you guys have real chemistry and you really you work well together because that that is not 
easy to fake. And I think if they just threw you two together, it would be an entirely different show. I do. I have told the producers actually that they're very lucky to, uh, <laughs> that we got on so well. We didn't fight, um, and we we always want to support each other. Like you want you want the best show possible, so you want the other one to be funny, and you want to set each other up. And I find it hard when he's not around really now. Yeah. We're talking to Amy Hogarth. She is one of the stars of Almost Royal, which is in its second season now on on BBC America. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's is it the first? It's the first comedy original comedy to for BBC America. Yes, I believe. Yeah, it That's, is. Yeah. No pressure there. No, no. <laughs> um, I did. Yeah, that it was their first one, and they yeah very supportive. That's, it's good to. But do shake your finger at the producers. You're lucky we get on so well. Yeah, or, don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> do. That's good. I, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Has anyone, because of now it's in the second season, when mm. you went out to do more, what, did anyone go, wait a minute, you're that girl from Almost Royal? Has, has think, that ever happened? Yeah, they they tend, because they're talking to the producers for quite a long time before we are in the room with them, and they do pull out, uh, the, the producers for the second season had to line up a lot more scenes because people would just drop out, and often on the day, um, but not during, they wouldn't, be in front of the camera and then say, hang on a minute, you know, they'd already... Uh, occasionally we'd be filming something and someone, like a passerby, would say something. Um, and occasionally it was kind of annoying if they understand the concept of the show and yet they then deliberately <laughs> try and undermine it filming. But for the most part, people just... Uh, yeah. And it didn't really happen that much. It's not, you know, I. it's not like we're getting recognised left, right and centre. Yeah. I, I would think it'd be kind of interesting because even though America's supposed to be uh, class-free, mm-hmm. we're, we're very class-conscious here. And so I, I would find it very interesting to see how all these Americans react to royals, especially as the royals are saying all these inappropriate things yeah. or you know, this sort of vaguely insulting things. How, how, how do they, do you see them trying to... Uh, get along and go along or or are people like oh see this is why we broke away 200 and some years ago um a mix actually some people i mean we we tread the line sometimes we'll be quite offensive but in a way that only we come off badly um and sometimes you can see people for the most part people were very polite back to us but sometimes people were affronted and i had actually a lot of respect for them because you know, if someone's rude to you, it's okay to express um, annoyance. But I, there's a big camera crew there, so you and you don't want to. I know people were really quite polite, and sometimes we would say things that um, I thought I would get angry about <laughs> if they. Uh, there was one we were having um, Thanksgiving dinner in some people um, a family's home in uh, I think in Miami. This is in the holidays episode, and um, and we were chatting to these guys who were watching a big football game and they were really asking a lot of questions about our lifestyle and this huge manor that we said we lived in. And they said, oh, is our house so small? It's sort of like the size of a wing of one of your of your home. And Ed said, more like a feather. And it just <laughs> fell so heavily and everyone went stone cold silent and were really angry with us. And I completely can understand why you'd be, we were in their home insulting the size of it. Um, but normally people are just, yeah. They sometimes don't understand what we mean, I think. Did you want to, I mean, are you biting your lip at that moment? Because that's a very funny thing It was, thing yeah. To say. I mean, Ed, 
I laugh at Ed a lot. He's much better at keeping his cool. He has a face that he pulls when he's trying not to laugh, whereas I have a laugh that Is I do. Is the teeth thing that he does? Yeah, yeah, he does. He kind of grits his teeth. And if I say something that's got to him, he also just looks straight at the camera and like just holds this weird face, whereas I try not to laugh. And occasionally <laughs> I can get away with laughing in character. Um yeah, but it's really, it's the hardest part of the show. And a few times the producers have had a word with me after and said, you need to hold it together. We nearly lost that whole scene. It's such a fun character because on the one hand, they are they are oblivious, but they're also sort of immovable. I mean, you really have to be rigidly obtuse and, mm. and, and not react to things that are, wildly happening around you and I guess it's it's uh it, I would find that almost impossible to keep a straight face when when you say these things that set things off yeah and then you've still got to be very proper and very uh rigidly yourselves there it it's so hard and there's this my favorite scene that we ever shot is um is during the romance episode and um, Ed goes on a date with this dating expert and I join just as the sister in like a third wheel. It's really awkward. And he does this stunt at the end of the scene, which is the single funniest thing that I've really ever been part of. And holding my face was just... And when I watch the scene back now, I almost mainly watch my face because I can see... And my friends who watch the show love watching me be about to crack. It's If, if you watch the show, you can see us about to go a lot. But the editors are really really they do a great job yeah have you have you broken in scenes or they they sure. couldn't use that um there's one scene in the first season um we go to this political ske- uh, speech writer in washington dc and i was running for decided i want to get into politics and i had to do a, a um like a slogan and the slogan didn't make any sense it was um poppy carlton making matters better matters which doesn't make sense but nearly makes sense and I found it so hard to do with a straight face and Ed was facing away from camera and just laughing at me and I went I laughed so many times that after they said I don't think we can use that scene you've (laughs) ruined it but in the end they just (laughs) cut it so well um and that I, I was in so much trouble for that that now it's, you know. Making matters better matters. Yeah. <laughs> it nearly works. That's the beauty of it. You kind of think, hang on, does that work? And But it doesn't. And I tried every intonation of it as well. It, it was makes fun. sense. It's like to be, you know, to, it's to, a to matter, make things, and now it's a better matter. It's a better, it yes. It slightly and, does. And it's important that you make matters better. Matters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nearly works. <laughs> Were there any things things that you learned specifically from season one to the new season? And and like this season, we're going to do it. I mean, thematically is different. But were there other things that you really learned? What what do you mean about how to do it? Yeah, about the process. And and you're like, well, when we come back to do another season, Mm -hmm. we should do this because that worked or didn't or, or sure yeah I think the reason that this season's in my opinion better than the first is we all knew what we were doing more so the producers knew how to set things up and and we knew how to handle things and uh we'd had more time to write and develop the characters and um there was just a process also it cha- the it changed with how whether they tell people that we're characters or not and all the legal stuff changed but we came back a lot more confident with it all and it's frustrating because when we wrapped the season, we were just in the swing of it. So it was like, we still, yeah, 
nowhere to go. So did you go anywhere in, in your travels in America that surprised you how much you liked it? Yeah, I mean, I liked everywhere I went. Um, I I figured some places I wouldn't love. For instance, Detroit. I was going to ask you, yeah. But it was great. It was obviously a really complicated um destroyed place but there was a lot of hope there and people doing really great work and it was really sad but also quite uplifting and I I really enjoyed it it was also quite a a cool scene there were a couple of times I was out there I felt like I was at a party in London I don't know it was there was like a good edge to it like quite an arty Schroeder's have a lot have a lot of character I I I lived there for a few years I like I I feel I I like them a lot Uh, you come away liking the people of Detroit definitely it's uh, it's a it's a ragtag bunch, but it's but they've got a lot of heart and a lot of gumption to keep it going and and make stuff happen. And you know when stuff's falling apart around them, and they're like, you know, we're gonna make this work. Yeah, so it's, it's it's kind of a, a terrific. Was there anywhere you went that you thought you were gonna like? That you were just like, oh, get me the hell out of here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say where? Uh, yeah, but I just really offensive. she leaves the studio. Okay. Right? Yeah. There was one town we went to that was quite depressing. Uh, it was in the middle of nowhere and we were staying, but because there was no accommodation there, we were staying in a hotel, which was basically a motel in the middle of one of those like freeway intersections where it's just like roads like running around your head all the time. And it was, it was really depressing and um, all of the scenes like kept getting cancelled. People kept working out who we were, so we kept having days with really not very much to do. And uh, one of the producers said that all they'd done is just sit and comfort eat, and she could see like the lifestyle there, like how it, how it. Dev- I mean, it was really depressing. You just there was nothing to do um, except eat, except eat. eat yeah, in and a the chain, food in is a chain awful restaurant, and, and yeah, you, that you, you have know. to like drive to or cross, like nearly risk your life crossing. 78 freeways to get to and oh yo you can't you have to drive there even if it's a, if you yeah. can see the restaurant from you the hotel have you to have drive. to get in the car oh, yeah. and i'm a londoner so i hate that oh uh so yeah we were happy to leave that town <laughs> which i won't name when can we see the next episode of almost royal you can see it tonight um it's on at 11 p.m uh on bbc america cool and is yeah. it showing in, in britain as well no, not at the moment. Not at the moment. So okay. Everyone keeps asking us when. Well, that's good. That's it's better. They're they're clamoring for it. Yeah, gosh, those guys. I feel for them. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Hogarth, thank you so much for coming to see us. Check out Almost Royal tonight and on BBC America. And thanks. It was a pleasure meeting you. You too. Thanks, thanks so much. When we return to the Frank Show, more fun here on Sirius XM Out Cue. 